are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 60. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have an intriguing topic. I want to talk about how to stop doubting yourself. Now, this is actually one of those topics that I cover uh, when I'm talking about drinking, but actually this applies across all of your life, and that's a beautiful thing. So when I first speak with people about coaching, when they first come to me and we have a consultation call to talk about where they are and where they want to be, if they're uncertain about proceeding, usually one of three factors is at play. Firstly, they might doubt me because we wouldn't have worked together before at that point. This is totally fair. And it's actually one of the reasons I put out so much in my podcasts and in my mini videos and in my webinars, because I really want you all to see what working with me could be like. The second reason that comes into play with any doubt is perhaps they doubt that coaching will work. Again, totally fair if you haven't had coaching before. And this is, by the way, another reason why I put out so much in my podcast on topics that I coach with my clients on. Right? Plus, my podcasts also address questions I receive from people about particular things they're struggling with. It's all about easing that sense of doubt. Thirdly, they may doubt themselves. They may doubt whether they'll even have any success with the coaching, even if they believe that I know what I'm talking about and even if they see that so many others have achieved their goals, they might still doubt that they are capable and that's self-doubt coming into play. So that's what I want to address today. First though, I want to talk about negative confirmation bias because this comes into play very much with doubt. Now we are built for survival. The human brain has survival as its main aim, right? Living from day to day. And when you think about survival, change is scary because it actually threatens our survival. Now we know it isn't a matter of life or death, whether we drink or not, right? But to the brain, which has been accustomed to got used to drinking in response to emotion, not drinking can seem a terrible idea because change is the unknown and the unknown could mean death and destruction. Because back in the day, in the caves, remember that's how our primitive brains still work, change was unknown and change therefore was scary and you know perhaps we were going to eat this berry instead of that berry. Is this new berry going to kill us? Right? It was, we were very much programmed around that. So our brains are programmed to keep us where we are, keep doing the same thing, repeat the same habits because they're known and because they're safe. So that's the first thing to acknowledge. Know that your brain is built this way. So if you are on the doubting scale, right, of whether something's possible or not, I talk a lot about possibility in my work, but let's say you really doubt whether something's possible, that's okay. You're human. It's just how you're built. It doesn't say anything about you as a person. It says nothing about you and what you're capable of. Because here's the thing, you see, our brains are high negativity manufacturers of thoughts. Think about a time 
when you didn't overdrink, or when you managed to go alcohol free. Right? So it's actually a good thing, right? You managed to achieve somewhat something of a goal. But rather than sitting there high-fiving yourself when this happens, I see people so often downplay these achievements. They say, yeah, I did that, but, you know, it was only one night. Or they'll tell me it was easy to go alcohol-free because my heavy drinking buddy had a cold and was a bit off that night. Or maybe it was easy because the bar was out of my wine. Or maybe it was easy because, you know, I really had to drive. There was, there was no choice. Or something similar. Or maybe you say, yeah, I did that, but it was a fluke. I have no idea how I did that. I have no idea how it happened. And I couldn't even be vaguely certain that I could do the same thing again. So people tell me all those things at the end of something successful. So you can see what's happening. We are negatively manufacturing thoughts about something that's worth celebrating. That's just what we do as humans because we have a negative confirmation bias. So I really wanted to start with that because that, you know, that's really, we're not starting from a scale of having a high sense of confidence and ability in ourselves all the time, even when we actually have a lot of proof that we could be that way. So we go around feeling doubtful about our capabilities. But do you know why that comes about? Now, many people will tell me things like, well, I just do. I'm just not that confident. I'm just like that, right? I always just tend to doubt myself. I always have since I was a child. Some things are just beyond me. Now, I've not had that much success in my life. So, of course, I'm a bit of a doubter. In fact, the older I get, the more I tend to doubt myself because I've got more experience of things, frankly, just not going right for me. So that's what I hear from a lot of people especially when they first come to me. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while or if you're one of my lovely clients, you might answer the question differently. You might say that how you're doubting yourself is down to your thoughts, right? And you would be correct. But there's a huge difference between knowing this intellectually and actually applying this information in real life to doing something about your thoughts consider it. This is the difference between attending a lecture or a seminar or a training course and just writing down all the notes and then going home and saying, well, that was very interesting and then getting on with your life, right? This comes down to actually applying what you're learning. So here's what I want you to do. And you can do this right now after I speak the next bit, pause the podcast and do it or find a time that works for you. I want you to get quiet. I want you to get really, really quiet with yourself. And then I want you to ask yourself, what do you think about yourself when you're quiet and alone? When it's just between you and you, when you can be just honest, you don't have to share this with anybody. But I want you to write down what comes to mind. I want you to write down everything you think about yourself about your ability to change, about your ability to back yourself, about your ability to be confident in your capabilities, in your future capabilities, even if you you haven't got much to show for it so far, about your ability to change, about your relationship with alcohol, about anything really that comes to mind. 
it's all about you. And then I want you to look at what you've written. Now, at this point, when I have my clients do a thought download, I often say, now, if you were to implant those thoughts, those sentences you've written down into anyone's brain, they'd probably be acting as doubtfully as you are. Right? So just just think about that for a second. Those are the stories that you're telling yourself and then you're sort of acting out on those stories. But the main benefit of doing this writing down is that it gives yourself some distance from these thoughts. You become the observer of you. You get some awareness of what's going on. And this awareness will help you make decisions. Even if it's only for you to say, yes, of course, when I'm thinking like this, of course, I'm going to feel doubtful. Gives you that ability to see what's going on. So that's all well and good, you might be saying, but what can we do about this? First, I want you to start by believing it's possible to change. Even if you don't see the route forward, even if you don't know the how. Now, my coach talks a lot about the who before the how. This is about you stepping into your future you and acting from that space right now. Even if you don't have all the answers or even if you don't even see how you'll achieve your goals, none of that matters. Even if you say it's not possible and even if you have lots of evidence why it's not possible, I would still offer, how does thinking that serve you? Wouldn't it be possible to believe it's possible? Wouldn't it be better to believe it's possible to change? So always start there. Just start by believing it's possible to change, even if you don't know how yet. Now, another tool is to be future focused. So many of us are past focused. We look to what we've done before or to what we haven't managed to do before and determine our chances of future success based on that. But if you haven't managed to stop over drinking yet, looking to your past for help doesn't make any sense, right? And it's of no help. I hope you can see that. It really, if you've not achieved it so far, looking at what you haven't been able to do is not going to give you the route to what you want to do. This, my friend, is why coaching is such a beautiful thing. Because coaching is about believing in things you've not yet created in your life. It's about removing the limiting beliefs that tell you what's not possible. It's about consciously choosing to believe in something for the future that, right now, you're not 100% certain about. How does this happen? Well, coaching helps you see what's going on in your own brain. So a coach will help you see where you're stuck, even if you can't see it yourself, which enables you to move forward from where you are. So I talked a lot there about coaching, but really... The goal there is to be future versus past focused. Step into the future and see how capable you are. It really will be a bit of a wake up call. And even some of these things that you think, well, that's no big deal. Think before you did it, before the first time you rode a bike, the first first time you roller skated, before the first time you took a flight on your own, for heaven's sake. It doesn't matter what it is. These were all things that you hadn't done. You didn't know how to do until you did them. And now you know how to do them. Stopping over drinking and learning the skills to do it is no different. Now, when it comes to self-doubt, I must talk about worst case scenarios. I was stuck in the rut of worst case scenarios for years and years and years. And it went something like this. Right, so I would decide to do something about my drinking. Mm-hmm for once and for all and I would get so far and then I'd have a slip up and then I'd fail 
And at that moment, it meant I would only increase my doubt in myself, right? Which in turn would kickstart all of the worst case scenarios out. Yep, I trot out all the same old favorite stories. You've tried this so many times already. You're just never going to figure this out. And what if this is the one thing in your life, Anna, that you don't get sorted? What if you're just going to have to live with this? What if it gets worse? What if you're never able to change? Now that for so long was my worst case scenario. Just what if I just wasn't able to change, right? I was incredibly capable, high achiever, just couldn't get my arms around this drinking thing, right? And I would do this until I would doubt myself so much. I would have these stories until I'd doubt myself so much that actually it was the doubt that was keeping me stuck. It was becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy until I learned that there was a worser case scenario. And yes, I use the word worser advisedly. I'm normally a bit of a grammar stickler, but I think worser applies here because the worser case scenario is not having the best case scenario. It's not having the best case scenario of being free around alcohol and having the life that I wanted, having the life that I have now, right? So what's it gonna be? Are you gonna remain past focused, suffused with doubt? Or are you willing to consider what's possible? Are you willing to imagine even what's possible? To see that you, my friend, have all the power. Are you willing to do the work to look at your thoughts, to understand why you are where you are, what's keeping you stuck? To see it's not something outside of you. It really isn't. It's all under your control. You really do have the control. But if you do have doubt in yourself, I can help. I can help you take action despite your doubt. I will help you see just what you're capable of until you will soon wonder why on earth you're so doubtful about yourself in the first place. I love this when I'm working with my clients. We get a, a while in, a few weeks in, and they start telling me all these things that they're now able to do in such a neutral, matter-of-fact way. We're not even celebrating anymore because it's just how the person they have become. And then we look back to where they started. That's actually a really wonderful thing. Okay, so that was it for today about self-doubt. And if you have questions, you can email me on anna at 90dayslater.co. If you're fed up of having the doubt, if you just want to get this drinking struggle done with, book a consultation call with me. And we can talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how I could help you. And it's totally free, the first call. Even if you decide not to work with me, you will leave the call with information that will have changed how you see yourself and alcohol. To book a call, go to 90dayslater.co and click on the big blue button and I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days the effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.